coming up on this episode of the MD and Chef Team Show. But it's been a crazy ride, but, you know, I think just being there for each other and um, just really going out of our way to to meet each other's needs, to understand where you're at at that point in your life, whether he's more stressed or I'm more stressed or, you know, sometimes we're both stressed. That's when we end up usually fighting, but usually God will give us the grace of one or the both of us being in a different position. So welcome to the show from the The MD MD and Chef team. team. I'm Dr. Isabel, medical doctor here at the MD and Chef team. And who are you? I'm Chef Michael, culinary nutrition expert. I'm the chef part of the team. And what are we going to talk about, babe? Now, I can say that because he's my husband. <laughs> yes. Well, then we'll be talking about marriage, relationships, parenting, intimacy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We'll talk about mindsets of success, overcoming depression, anxiety. I'll be getting into functional nutrition, recipes and tips from the kitchen. And we're going to both get into how to live a long, healthy, vibrant life. Yes, I love it. Our mission is to help you prevent and reverse disease and give you hope in the process. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We, we like to have, have fun, fun too. <laughs> so let's, let's get, get on, on with the show. Welcome everybody. I'm Dr. Isabel and you're at the MD and Chef Team podcast and I'll be interviewing Tara Lindstrom. Hello, Tara. Hello. So excited and blessed that you are here with us. Thank you. I'm so happy we could finally coordinate the time zones and, and figure things out across the globe. <laughs> New Zealand, America, New Zealand, America, you know how crazy it is. I'd like to share with everybody a little bit about Tara. Everyone wants to follow their dreams, but many are kept back by fear of the unknown. Oh, yeah. After being burnt out and run over by the world around us, Around her, she left California behind along with a multi-million dollar restaurant company and everyone she knew. She moved with her husband and kids to North Carolina, where they are blazing a new life centered around helping people find purpose, passion, and live holistically in a modern world. Leaving a successful business for the unknown is the hardest and best thing she's ever done and loves to help others pursue the stirring in their heart that is calling them elsewhere. I love it. (laughs) So, so, Tara, I'd love for you to go ahead and share with us a little bit, well, a lot of your story because we got time. And stories are so important. So why don't you begin with... California and and moving forward with that. Is that all right? Sure, absolutely. Um, so I grew up in California, been there my whole life. I've lived all over the state. Um, my husband and I got in our family business when I was, uh, when we were just married um, in our young 20s. And I said, I would never get in the family business. I would never get in the restaurant business because I saw what it did to my parents and my family, but, you know, lo and behold, God just kind of lined everything up and it was the right thing at the time. Um, and so we just dove in full force, you know, to a a pretty successful business, but we really took it to the next level. We grew it about three times the size. We added States, we added brands, um, we're franchise uh, restaurants and, you know, things were, things were great. Like things were really great. Um, we had our two children, 
Um, everything's kind of seemed ideal. And then about five years ago, um, things just started getting rough. It started getting rough in the restaurant industry. It started getting rough in California. It started getting rough with my family. And you start to see these things in your life that you start to look back and when you see a pattern, you know, I believe God doesn't just like give you a whisper and then run off. You know, he makes it like so clear that if you were to not listen, you would just be literally running the opposite way from him. And so first that led us to say, we should sell our house and move out to the country um, in the Bay area. And so we did that. Um, and we thought that was going to be our forever home on an old vineyard. And we were going to put a winery and we had this whole plan. So I'm just here to tell you that if you ever think it's a good idea to buy an old vineyard and open a winery and buy an old farmhouse, it is not. Thank um, you. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's organic too. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so we uh, quickly kind of went, okay, God, like we're here, but we're just still not feeling subtle, but gosh, should we just make the biggest mistake of our lives? Um, and so as we got towards early 2020, even prior to COVID due to some circumstances, we just felt God saying, you know, you gotta go. Um, and we just said, well, where the heck are we going to go? Like, we don't even know where we would go. And um, and so for various uh, stories that I could go on for, for many hours about, he would just put little signs, like certain people that are like, oh, I'm from North Carolina or I'm from outside Raleigh. Or, um, we got off a gate one day flying back from a trip and I turned around to get something that I left on the plane. And we were just thinking about it and the gates right there. One said going to Raleigh and the next one said going to Charlotte, you know, and I'm sitting there between them going like, like that's not a sign. <laughs> and then we weren't quite sure. And we went out to eat. During COVID, we drove like over the hill so we could actually eat inside at a restaurant at a different county and uh, got talking to this guy and just talking and talking to the owner because as restaurateurs, you're, you're always talking to the restaurant people and he was just so blessed to be opened. And at the end, I was like, oh, where are you from? He's like, oh, I'm from Raleigh, you know, and it was just like, okay, God, um, you know, we had found a school here that we wanted to put our children in and, and we just went, God, are we going to move across the country? Like just for our kids, you know, that just seems crazy. Um, mm. and what is my family going to say? And what is our business going to do? And like, we couldn't tell anybody. Um, and so my husband looked at me one day and he goes, you know, almost everybody will take a bullet for their child, right? They will. Yes. Take a bullet. Um, but he goes, but will they give up their job and their life and move when they know it's the best thing, you know, for their kid's future. And, um, we felt strongly that it was. And, and so we made that decision and, as soon as we made that decision, everything just kind of started falling into place. And we flew out here once and then we flew out here again and found our house. And, and then we literally gave my family about eight weeks, six weeks notice. Um, and we just said, we don't know what this means for our business, for our family, but we just know that we're supposed to go and we can't fight this anymore. And so it was really like, and, and of course, in between all of this was COVID trying to run 60 restaurants, trying to homeschool um, you know, trying to keep things going, trying to deal with county regulations. And so if we weren't ready yet, I can tell you that when COVID happened, we, we put our heads down and we were like, okay, this is a sprint and we're going to get through it. And then, you know, three months later, we came up to try to breathe and we're like, this is not ending anytime soon. And, and we've now burnt ourselves out uh, to beyond the point of, you know, being able to fix this. And so we just, we had to go and it was heartbreaking to leave our team. Um, we support them as much as we can and we're still working things out with our family, but ultimately that will mean, you know, selling some of the businesses, selling out of some of the businesses and mm -hmm. taking the money, putting it in the bank and going, okay, God, like what's the next, 
what's the next steps here? So gosh, that is so true. Just God, what, what do we do? You know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes he doesn't answer right away. Does he? No. And I feel like that, <laughs> that's been the hardest part. And I told my husband when we moved here, I said, I have a feeling God wants us to rest first. And so he's not going to make it clear. And that is so hard for us type A's um, and planners. And we just, I mean, we just literally got in a car, drove across the country and didn't even have half of it worked out, but we just knew mm-hmm. it was the right thing. And so he's been healing us and working on our hearts and putting people in our lives and inspiring us and helping us understand that it's not about like putting a whole bunch of money in the bank and just building it, building it, building it. But it's about, you know, what you do with it and and how you're generous and give to others and share. And so we want to get to a place where we feel healthy um, for us and our family before we try to then turn around and invest in something else or someone else and, um, you know, and take what he's blessed us with in that first part of our marriage and go and figure out what we're going to do with it. So. Um, I wanted to say that I, I would, my husband and I would also take a bullet for our kids. And the reason why I totally relate to what you said about moving and doing it for the kids, because we moved from America in 2000 to New Zealand. Um, I don't know if you remember the Columbine shootings in Colorado and Denver. Yeah. And that's when I, I was, I had just given birth to my first child and I was thinking, Oh my gosh, you know, this is crazy. We got to move somewhere. And God, God led us to New Zealand. And that was 20 years ago. And our family thought we were going to, we were crazy. Yeah. Cause I'm the only one that ever had any children. And um, they thought we'd come back, but we've never come back. And mm-hmm. God, God's just so beautiful and so gracious and lovely to just hope, walk you through the journey. Yeah. 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 Actually, you know, it's interesting. One of the the victims from Columbine um, goes to school. Her, her kids go to school with my kids. So I've been getting to follow her story and uh, just see that play out in her life here. So very interesting. Her name is Casey Rutzberger Johnson, but she's got a great uh, story and website to uh, check out. Do you, do you have that off the top of your head by any chance? Uh, let me find it for you. I'll, okay. You know. That's her whole name, Casey. How do you spell it? K A C E Y. K A C E Y. R U E G. Yep. S E G G E R. Yep. Johnson. And she was a. She was injured on her arm. Um. And just got her mobility back from her shoulder and has some great, uh, great stories to tell. So I haven't gotten to know her personally, but a lot of our, a lot of my mutual friends at school know her and I I have connected with her online. So. Cool. Great. And so are you still involved in the 60 restaurants or are you slowly peeling away from them? We're peeling away. I've in fact gone into restaurant consulting. So while we do have ownership and that's a blessing, um, my, uh, you know, after working with our brands for so many years, I've kind of switched roles and offered to help them, uh, which in turn helps my stores as well. But um, there's not a lot of people that want to work in the food industry anymore. And there's not a lot of people that work their way up and understand all that goes into restaurant marketing or restaurant technology or operations. And so my mm-hmm. husband and I are kind of starting our own consulting company and, and helping national brands be 
you know, build their business and be franchisee friendly. Great. I love that. Help people get better in what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Yep. I love to help people. It's like my favorite thing in the world to do. So <laughs> yeah. my, husband, my husband says I do too much for free, but you know, eventually it comes back to, to bless you. So I just love helping people. It does come back. Somehow it does come back. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, now let's see, talk to me a little bit about, talk to us about your healthy eating journey. It's evolved from vegetarian to keto to vegan <laughs> to plant-based and how you brought your kids and let us know how old your kids are too. How you brought your right. kids along the journey. <laughs> yeah, that's a, uh, it's a daily fight <laughs> in the world that we live in, I tell you. Um, especially now moving to North Carolina. But um, no, so our kids are, uh, our son is 13, almost, I guess, 13 and a half. Our daughter is 10. Um, so Zach, as a baby, he would not eat meat. Like we were just, we were eating kind of like your normal American diet at that point. Um, and, and we tried, like, everyone's like, Oh, he has to eat meat. He has to eat meat. And, and we would like put a piece of chicken on a fork behind a pinto bean and like put it in his mouth. And it didn't matter what we did. He would start to taste it and he would spit the meat out. <laughs> and so I just kind of gave up at some point. I'm like, you know, I don't think he's going to die. Like, I think he can get enough protein from other sources. And, you know, I think forks over knives had just come out. And so as he got a little bit older, that was kind of the first movie that we watched or, or documentary that really kind of went, oh, maybe we shouldn't be eating so much, you know, meat and dairy. Maybe we should be eating healthier. So um, my husband and I kind of decided to switch our eating at that point, but we hadn't really zeroed in on, you know, what the bad carbs are, what the bad um, you know, flowers and sugars and all that. It was more like, okay, let's eat vegetarian. <laughs> and so, um, we did that for a while and we just weren't feeling like we were getting any healthier. Um, and so then I'd say prior to the keto craze becoming a craze, because that's typically how I tend to roll. Um, it was like, wow, this looks like something really promising. And so we went completely keto, like hundred percent keto for, um, probably six or nine months. We lost you know, 20 or 30 pounds each. And we first felt great. And then as we got further down the journey, we were just, you know, my husband's heart was kind of palpitating and we just weren't feeling the energy that we thought we wanted. And, and so we kind of were like, and we started to read some articles that said that maybe this wasn't the best idea. And I'm thinking like, how can eating, you know, bacon and cheese and you know, all these things like be good for me, but they say it is. And so um, it was good for weight loss, a short-term thing, but ultimately we just knew it wasn't the right thing. So we kind of went back into more of a normal eating, really started to gain on that vegetarian side again, realizing how much better we felt with our fruits and veggies. Um, and then when my mom actually got diagnosed with breast cancer, um, mm. she decided to do a natural path first. And so she went to a place in Cancun um, that does all sorts of holistic medical, you know, detoxing basically to see if your body can fight this cancer itself. And so I had the privilege to go down there for part of her journey. And during that time, I spent a lot of time, I took my daughter, um, but she had all these treatments and stuff. So we'd just be hanging out or in the hotel room at night, I was awake and um, the food revolution summit was on with um, Ocean Robbins. I don't know if you've uh, oh, yeah. watched it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So my friend texted me and she goes, Hey, you need to, while you're there, she was just kind of leaning on me to, to start eating plant-based. And so she's like, Hey, just listen to some of this, you know? So I'm laying awake for hours on end 
listening, just taking in all these podcasts, actually having the time to do it. Cause normally <laughs> I have time, right. <laughs> Cause there's so, so much and you're so hungry for the information. You're like, wow, this is revolutionary. Yeah. So that was, I guess, early 2017 mm-hmm. and that it all just clicked, you know, it clicked between what I was hearing from them. It clicked between my mom went for three weeks, only three weeks. She came back and her friends are like, did they have you on a treadmill every day? Like your body looks amazing. I mean, she, she's a cancer, right? She goes for three weeks and she looks, she's lost like 20 pounds. She looks, you know, skin looks tighter, brighter, everything looks better. And it was just the detoxing. Like they didn't get the cancer out of her, you know, but they, they detoxed her body in all sorts of natural ways. And she looked so much younger. And a lot of that lined up with what I was hearing on the summit at the time. So that was really the start of like, okay, it's whole food plant-based for me, minimal oil. Um, and I just listened to your podcast with all the oils and I'm like, yes, <laughs> more people need to hear this. Um, I'm not like a strict, I mean, we own restaurants that serve hamburgers and pizza for goodness sake. So, I mean, we're not like, I've got my, my bacon every so often on Sundays. We're not like, you know, we're reasonable about this, but I always tell people, cause they're like, how can you do it? I said, you know, we just, we choose not to buy much meat for our house. I think the only thing we really buy is, is, um, wild fish. Um, and you know, but we just had a big party. We served everybody what they wanted to eat, you know? So it's about being practical. I'm really practical. <laughs> um, yeah. but ever since we, ever since we got to that point and I love, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a cook. I won't call myself a chef like your husband, but, um, I could be probably, but I love like just finding the most delicious whole food plant-based recipes, whether it's a cheese sauce or a, you know, uh, whatever spring rolls or, or tonight I made a, a vegan mushroom stroganoff. Um, mm. but just making, you know, making things that you don't even miss the meat. I really don't miss the meat. And, um, I love throwing parties, dinner parties and not even telling people that I'm not going to serve meat. And then they get done with their dinner and they're like, wait, what? We didn't have any meat. <laughs> and so, um, that's been kind of my passion personally is just finding all these amazing recipes that maybe someday I'll turn into a restaurant. Maybe they won't. Um, I was going to ask you that question, but before yeah. we ask you that question, your mom, how's she doing? She's doing really well. Um, she ended up having a double mastectomy. Um, she ended up, um, so this is now about four years in, um, she ended up, she's on a low dose. She did a low dose chemo and she's doing some estrogen blocking drugs. She's taking every step you know, on her own, she's really trying to avoid the full blown chemo and radiation after watching so many of her friends do that and then not heal. So I think like everything in life, it's a balance of, you know, traditional medicine and holistic, but leaning into the holistic as much as possible. So, you know, she feels great. Um, she's hiking every day. It is still there. So it's this constant, just like seeing if it grows anymore, but her markers go up and her markers go down, but she hasn't been sick one day. She hasn't been sick one day since she got cancer, um, four years ago. So, I think it's a better track record than a lot of people. I know that, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad. Thank you. I'm glad to hear she's doing better and what a journey. Yeah. Our pastor had had cancer and she had a mastectomy and radiation and chemo and Mm -hmm. she's very strong. I mean, she's got a very strong constitution, so she hasn't been sick, but I think does your mind, have a faith. Does she believe in God? Absolutely. Gets her through. And, um, you know, she said from her favorite quote is can't hurt might help. So she's tried everything from, you know, 
carrot juice to drinking seawater to, you know, different <laughs> experimental drugs. And, you know, at some point recently, Kaiser, you know, the medical group there said to her, well, whatever you're doing is working. So just keep doing it. And she was like, well, I'm doing like six things. So I guess I'll keep doing them all. But, um, you know, it's amazing what your body can continue to do and fight when we don't, you know, take our immune systems down. So, um, I admire her for being strong. Um, it's not, not everyone in the family agrees with the decisions that she's made and that's really hard. Um, Mm. but I think it's your own journey to, to take and to fight. Absolutely. I I believe, and I know that everybody's got a doctor inside of themselves and we're just, when people come to me or any other medical profession professional, we're just your second opinion, you know, and Mm -hmm. we just help you. That's my philosophy after being a GP, a medical doctor for 30 years. It's like, you you have it inside of you. I'm just going to help coach you and walk alongside you. I would only get doctors for my kids that let me lead the way because I did way more research on, you know, how they were feeling and, and watch them and, and so many, th- and I can tell you that my standard doctors uh, didn't help me with almost anything that my kids came into, into touch with. I, it was my holistic doctors and my own research and talking to people that have been through it. Um, the medical industry doesn't have the answers to every little thing that comes up in our lives. They have answers to big you know, severe problems like a broken leg or, you know, the only time we go is my, my son gets hit with a baseball is pretty much the only time we go to the doctor. So, yeah. Okay. So how about a healthy restaurant brand? What do you think about that? Is that, has God planted that seed? <laughs> He's planted the seed that I would love to inspire other restaurants and other brands. Like I am so tired of not being able to find a truly healthy meal when I'm traveling. Um, it just makes me sad how far at least our country is from anything succeeding. That's like that, you know, and I think it's a combination of just what we've been raised on and, and and what those cravings are for people. Um, but even in our brands, every time they try to bring up, excuse me, try to bring out something on the healthier end, they typically don't sell as well. So I hope that we'll see that we're starting to see organics we're starting to see certain things so i i hope and pray that 10 years from now the the landscape will look very different of what you would get out on the road you know when you're trying to eat so i would love to love to be a part of that if the opportunity comes up yeah so would i i would really love to be a part of that and so would michael but you're right people it's an addiction people love their dopamine hits and where are you going to get your dopamine hits and they don't even know they're addicted you know going to get them from your carbs and everything that smells delicious and here in New Zealand we've got everything that you have in New Zealand America we got here yeah my mom went there a few years ago she said it was absolutely gorgeous but she loved the the simplicity of where how you guys live and uh, just the beauty the beauty of it all but yes the the western uh the American brands and such are taking over everywhere. And and it should be pretty obvious when you can watch the studies when they move into other countries and then people start having the same health problems, you know, and that was part of why I wanted to kind of slink away from the family restaurant business. You know, I'm not going to throw any brands under the bus here, but um, you know, what started 75 or 50 years ago as what was, I guess, decently healthy at the time, or we didn't know we didn't eat it all the time. Um, was smaller portions and it just grew into a habit for so many people. And I couldn't, you know, in good conscience, keep making my living off of people, you know, trying to sell them more. I, I really pulled back my marketing from our, our more fast food brands 
and just said, okay, we happen to own it. God gave it to us, but I'm not going to try to get people to buy more of it. You know, that's, it's not what's on my heart right now. So. Wow. Tara, I applaud you for that because that's, you know, that's a financial pull, but it's also an ethical pull and. (laughs) Didn't go over what, so my family, since I was the marketing person, but uh, luckily we were diversified and we do have a a little healthier brand. So I was able to kind of jump into that one and just put blinders on to. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And I, and I can relate because, you know, when I found out about functional medicine, I'd always wanted to become a naturopath doctor, but I had this anatomy doc, uh, teacher that said, why do you want to become a naturopath? And I said, because I want to change the way medicine is. He goes, well, Isabel, in all honesty, this is back in Boulder in 1985. He said, Isabel, in all honesty, you're not going to change medicine as a naturopath. You've got to be on the inside. And I did not really get it, but I did get it. And I switched over to become a medical doctor. And now that I've been a medical doctor and realized, oh my gosh, we don't have healthcare. We've got disease management. We've got to switch over and get people plugged into their own doctor inside and get to the root, which you understand. I had to kind of put my blinders on and not throw anybody under the bus and just say, okay, we're switching over this way. And that's hard to do financially mm-hmm. because you're not subsidized. You're no insurance company pays for the medicine we do. People are paying out of pocket to come yeah. and do what we're doing. So I know what you're talking about and I applaud you because I know how hard that is. Thank you. Now your daughter mm-hmm. had allergy problems. So did mine. Tell me what happened. So she was born in 2010 and it was uh, right before Christmas, end of November. So of course, you know, all sorts of foods and things around. And so pretty quickly, I started noticing that her tummy would get really hard um, after I nursed her. And, and, and then I think it was within a few months, uh, maybe even right away. I can't remember. It was a blur. Um, she, would start, she would start to have these nights and they would happen once or twice a week where she would wake up around 11 or midnight, her tummy was so protruded that it was like hard as a rock, you know, and she would start screaming and it would last between four and eight hours. And she would just oh. scream and scream and scream. And my son had classic colic. So it was also screaming. This is why I have two children um, and no more, <laughs> but uh, you know, his was a, is a fussy cry. It was, a, I mean, this was a, I'm in, I'm in pain. I'm writhing in pain. My stomach hurts. So I, you know, of course immediately started taking this out of my diet and that on my diet. And I was literally down to eating like white bread and Turkey, you know, like I was down to that, um, which probably wasn't the best option, but it's what I knew at the time, (laughs) you know, taking out all the spices and milks and dairies and, and it still kept happening. And so I was just at my wits end. I mean, I would go to work and just barely awake. And, you know, I, when I hear her start crying, it was like, Oh, it's going to be another night like that. So I started calling all my friends that have had problems with their kids. Okay. I'm going to try anything. So first, and of course, when you have allergies, and I'm sure you know this, it, it throws off your whole immune system. And so you get sick, right? Cause your body's constantly fighting whatever it is that's throwing your immune system off. And so not only was she screaming once or twice a week, but she had every cold sickness flu it's, it's winter. Um, she had ear infections. She was a mess and she shouldn't have been, she was a perfectly healthy baby, you know? And so I ended up starting with essential oils, which I still use every day. And that's our first go-to for anything that's wrong, you know, in our house. 
And uh, that helped a little bit on the symptoms of the infections and, and getting better from being sick and things like that. But there was still a deeper rooted problem. And so my friend pointed me to an acupuncturist, um, which I'd never been to an acupuncturist. I was kind of scared of acupuncturists at the time. Um, and he had a certain muscle testing technique that actually go, which weird as it sounds, my husband thought I was insane the first time I came home and told him, but you know, I hold her and he can test through me and, and have a muscle resistance to see what the allergies are. And she ended up having a severe allergy to calcium, um, which is in pretty much everything you would feed a baby, right? (laughs) Have you ever in your adult life looked in the mirror and said, I never thought I would be depressed? And if you were like me, placed on medications. Well, if that's you, you are not alone. I understand that space. How would you like to learn how to overcome anxiety and depression and have a better life naturally? If that's you, then pop on over to DrOnAMission.com for your three free gifts to help you today. The first is a vitamin D ultimate blueprint. The second is becoming the CEO of your mental health. Now that is a video series. And the third is the nine action steps to help you maximize your mental fitness in 30 days. Yes, I said 30 days. These are all yours. All you need to do is go to DrOnAMission.com, and that's doctor spelled long, D-O-C-T-O-R, onamission.com. And now, back to the podcast. So here I was chasing this holy grail of like, what's wrong? And by this point, she's 11, 12 months. She's eating food. I weaned her off because I was so tired of trying to figure out what I was eating. And so she was good for a while on the rice cereal. And then we switched to the multigrain and she broke out in hives. And I think that was the day I was like, this is it. Like, I will do whatever it takes. I'm not, the doctors aren't helping me. They're just like, Oh, she'll grow out of it. You know, I'm like, you don't understand. I haven't slept in, you know, 16 months now. (laughs) So, um, So yeah, we went in and, and after, you know, the way that, that this amazing kind acupuncturist who's since become a friend uh, described it is, you know, everyone's got a cup for their allergies kind of, you know, and so you've got a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of this, and then something pushes that cup over. And so you're constantly thinking it's that, but it could have been full of 80% of, you know, bee pollen, or it could have been, you know, full of 50% of milk or whatever. And you don't know what's kind of building up in your body. And, and through this amazing technique, you know, back before God made doctors and, you know, medicines and drugs, of course, he, he gave us ways to, to fix things. And this was discovered a while back. Um, and he not only could help her, but actually treat and cure these allergies. And so it taught her body to not be, um, not be rejecting it. And so the first few treatments, we just saw huge improvements and then it was just continually testing. I mean, she ended up being allergic to brown rice and sweet potato and eggs and, I still am trying to find the commonality between them all. There's a lot of things in the ground. Um, I don't know if there is one, but finally we got her to a place where she was good. And she is the healthiest child. Like she was never sick again. And like the other day I took her in and they go, you realize you haven't been in for five years, right? I mean, she's only 10. <laughs> I <Yes>. was like, <laughs> <laughs> so 
so, you know, once we got her all done with that. And so that really just set me on this path of like, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not going to just run to my doctor when my kids are sick because they only have a certain tools in their arsenal. And there's so many amazing practitioners out there that have other things. And so we're always using chiropractic. We're always using acupuncture. We're always using oils, natural remedies. And so far so good on, you know, most of that, but she was the, she was kind of my why for really diving into the, you know, what's behind our health and our immune system. And it just didn't make sense for this little kid to be so unhealthy. And I'm sure it was environmental or something, you know, in our toxic world that just kind of set her body spinning, but I was grateful that I had to go on that journey. And I think our whole family is healthier because of it. Absolutely. And how old is she now? She is 10 going on 18. Yes. <laughs> and you finally got some sleep. Oh, I did. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, as soon as I, the funny part was as a two-year-old, she would sleep till 10 or 11 AM. I didn't know she was such a good sleeper. Cause I always, you know, thought she was just recovering from being up at night. She still will sleep until she'll go to bed at like nine and she'll still sleep till nine or 10. She loves to sleep. So oh, as soon as I got her little body fixed, she was, she was good to go. Oh man. And the doors that opened, you know, for you to understand what is going on. And is she still having sensitivities to all this or is she a lot better now? Nope. No sensitivities. Um, we just continue to use that process for anything that bothers us, whether it's pollen or, um, we were moving here to North Carolina, we realized we had a lot of poison Oak on our property. And so we went, Mm. when we went back to California, we got tested. I, I think it's poison Oak in California, poison Ivy out here or vice versa. Um, so we went ahead and it's the same plant. So we got tested for it and, uh, her and I were allergic. So we just went ahead and got treated for it. So hopefully we won't ever, you know, have to deal with that, but yeah, it's just become part of our, part of our arsenal of, I love it. So your toolkit, your toolkit. I love it. Yeah. And, and I also wanted to ask you, um, you've been married to your husband for 15 years now. Bravo. Bravo, Thank bravo. You. And you said that you've only had a couple of fights. So how, yeah. how do you do that? Share it with the world. We put each other first and I uh, say he's very good at doing that. Um, <laughs> but I think just don't let things be a big deal and you don't get hurt, you know, by something that you shouldn't. Um, and you know that you're going through like a crazy life together, but if you don't get along with each other, I mean, who do you have? Right. And so I think early on in our marriage, we, we did a study at church, love and respect. And, uh, the only times we've really fought were actually when we tried to teach the study to others (laughs) and we had to, and we had to really face ourselves, you know, in the mirror and, uh, and do that. But I think, you know, our principles and the principles in the Bible and the principles in the study are, you know, women need to be loved and men need to be respected. And I think, you know, that is very biblical. It doesn't mean women don't need to be respected. They absolutely do, but it's not what's missing in in most of us. You know, we have this desire for love and, and they have this desire for respect. And I think, you know, the world focuses on love. It's so easy, right? Valentine's and love, love, love and love, love, love. So women can often feel very loved (laughs) um, and not realizing that their husbands, you know, need to feel very respected. And so, um, when I can step back and say, okay, I'm being very loving, but am I really being respectful of him in certain ways? Um, so I think, you know, trying to constantly, again, feel, fill our toolbox with, um, you know, studies or 
Bible passages or just um, serving, serving, putting each other first. Love languages. We love the love languages. And yes. the love languages change. They change over time, you know. So yes. take, um, my husband says, babe, you're, I go, no, no, my love language is words. And he goes, babe, yes, but your love language is all of them too. <laughs> And I go, okay, I'll take them all. <laughs> Hence the needing to be loved. <laughs> but uh, what's yeah, your love language? Number one. Uh, acts of service. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mine that's too. Almost every month. That's every month. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's mine too, for sure, Tara. Acts of service. But it's been a crazy ride. But, you know, I think just being there for each other and um, just really going out of our way to, to meet each other's needs, to understand where you're at at that point in your life, whether he's more stressed or I'm more stressed or, you know, sometimes we're both stressed. That's when we end up usually fighting, but usually God will give us the grace of one or the both of us being in a different position. So, um, it's been, it's been a fun journey. I'm thankful. Um, God had circumstances that allowed us to meet literally at a bar. It was like a five minute chance. And then, it was a God thing. It had to be, you know, and, uh, shouldn't have happened. So I always reflect on that as like, wow, he lined that up and then it just became, you know, my life partner. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Cause five <laughs> minutes later and you wouldn't have done that and look, you wouldn't be with your husband. Yeah. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. like that. I wanted to ask you before we kind of land this plane. Um, do you ever go to bed? mad at each other or do you resolve that before you go to bed? And the reason I say this is because it's a teaching point for the rest of the world. Yes. I mean, you always hear that. Don't go to bed angry. I think sometimes you just need to, um, but we don't let it linger. And so I'd say there's only been a couple nights um, and they were just, it wasn't the night to, to discuss it, but it wasn't, uh, you know, rarely if ever. So we try to try to talk things out. And I think, I don't know if he's normal compared to most guys, but he'll just usually wake up like nothing happened. And then I'll be like, uh, wait, <laughs> but I've actually learned to just let it go too, because if he's letting it go, then I need to really search myself and say, do we really need to talk about this more? Or is he good with it? And I'm good with it. And so I check myself to say, you know, is there something I still need to talk about or has he kind of, it is innately, um, you know, in men to just kind of move on and actually move on. Whereas women tend to be like, well, you're not talking about it, but there must be something still wrong, you know? So I try to balance um, my selfishness with uh, his needs. And I love the bottom line. Women need to be loved and men need to be respected. And that took me, Michael and I have been together for 40 years now. That took me, yeah. And I was not, I'll be honest, you know, I was not respectful of him. As a type A personality, go, go, go. I was like, I'm the boss. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, that's, but God corrected all that. Thank God. I tell people this when we were going through that, there was a kind of a challenge was going through the love and respect series. And there was kind of a challenge to write a card for your husband that said, instead of saying like, I love you, it says, I respect you and like write out the reasons why. And I thought it was the most lame thing. I'm like, he's so going to know I'm doing this just because of this. And he kept that card in his nightstand for, I think he still has it. Um, but there was just something like we all did it, me and my girlfriends and all of the men, in fact, I should do it again. Um, but they all. I'm, go- I'm going to do it. I'm doing it today. Awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get a piece of construction paper and cut it out like a big heart. <laughs> then he's going to open it, and then I'm going to say, "I respect you and all the point and all that is beautiful because because people need that and our men yeah. need that. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Oh, thank you so much for your time. I love to see what God's doing in your life. And you're just saying no to that and saying, I'm moving this way. And that takes a lot of courage. You know, people think that you have to pray and you do have to pray, but you also just have to listen to your gut. You know, I think when you, you've got the spirit in your gut and in at work in you, you also can't go against that. So when something just doesn't sit right with you or feels like you need to do it, you need to listen to that and, and pray and make sure you're listening to the right voice, of course. But mm-hmm. I've had a lot of people who know they need to do something. who know they need to move or leave their job or whatever, but they just mentally can't get there. And I think you have to listen to your, your gut and, and God will take you where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. So where can we find you? Let's see. I've got you at Cedar and don't worry, we're going to go ahead and have links for all this, but the first place we can find you is cedar at cement.com. And can you tell us a little bit about that site, please? So cedar and cement.com. We were so blessed when we moved to North Carolina, we thought we were going to buy like, you know, a little shack and just put our money away, but God had bigger plans and he blessed us with the most amazing property just tucked in the, in the woods outside of Raleigh. And the house was built by a famed architect. It's very modern. Um, and it has cedar lined everything and it is built fully of cement. Um, it is indestructible. (laughs) It is gorgeous. Um, and so that is our home and next to our home is our barn apartment guest house. Um, and so part of what we're hoping to do here is open a, a bed and breakfast a a retreat center, and then also just have people join our list to get some of my recipes and anything else that we may be growing or, or putting out from the property here. So it's, uh, just put up today just for you. Um, so be patient, (laughs) but I've been taking pictures and I have tons of amazing recipes to share and also just tips for living holistically. Um, so that's our starter website. You can put your email in. I won't spam you. I promise you'll be lucky to hear from me every few weeks with my life the way it is right now, but um, it's a place you could connect. And once we have our other pages up, I'll share those out from there. So it's cedarandcement.com. Right. And then the other one is marketingmadesimple.com. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So I am a story brand certified guide and that is the landing page for that. And I wanted to share that with anyone listening, because it's really been a blessing in my life in the last uh, year or so, as I started following this journey of um, story brand with Donald Miller, if you're starting a business or needing marketing, or just want to start a personal brand, just like you're doing an amazing job at, um, it is just an amazing community of marketers to either become a part of or get some help from. So I do websites, um, sales funnels, blogs, a lot of copywriting. It's all about writing the words that really speak to people in this crazy world. So you can actually cut through the clutter and it's very simple. It's more simple than you think. So if anyone's got that kind of business mind, I just encourage you to check out Marketing Made Simple. My profile's on there as well as a bunch of others and a lot of resources to just help you uh, grow your business. Excellent. We all want to, we want to be louder with, you know, in this world, because there is a lot of clutter out there. Yeah. And simple is louder, right? 
It's not about yes. being cute. Not about being clever. It's about being clear. And the people who are the clearest with their message are the ones that are making a difference right now. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is your one bite marketing.com. Yeah. And you can link to that from the marketing made simple. That is my just uh, personal marketing company. So again, if anyone just even wants some free advice or um, wants to uh, grow their business, I love helping people. So I can tell you love helping people. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much. You have been wonderful. I love talking to you and I'll definitely have to next time we come to America, check out your B&B. Please. You are more than welcome. Hello, Chef Michael here. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you subscribed to the podcast and left us a review.